G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And we're catching up with Nathan Fawcett, Kiwi Christian singer-songwriter, now based in Australia. We're going to hear his story throughout this hour. So, mate, tell us a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? I was born in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And then at the age of three, we moved to Papua New Guinea. Okay, wow. And then from Papua New Guinea, yeah. at the age of 12, we moved to Australia. Okay, so PNG, what were your parents' missionaries, were they? Yeah, yeah. So they were missionaries there for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I, what what I, kind of mission were they doing? They church planting or what, what did they do? Yeah, so they. my dad was a builder, so he built many of the churches over there. Oh, wow. And um, also in remote villages mm-hmm. where there was nothing, he would go in there and preach there wow. as well. What kind of mission was it with? Was it with like, you know, AOG or... COC, or was there a denomination yeah, you were with? it started with AOG. AOG, okay. And yeah. then I'm not sure what happened after that or yep. how that all went. Yeah, yep. okay. And then um, you ended up going through a, uh, a tough season as yep. a young fellow in PNG. Tell us, tell us what happened. Yeah, so between the ages of six and eight, I uh, got sexually abused for two years, and that messed me up for many, many years to come until I was about 16. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, it introduced me to to sex in the wrong way yeah. at the wrong time. And uh, instead of my, my parents telling me first, I got introduced to, by this man. And um, that set me up for years of addiction to the wrong type mm. of, uh, of sex. So, wow. um, yeah, many, many years of addiction to porn, but there was uh, such a transformation that happened after that. Mm. So... Did your parents know about what happened? No, so I never told them because it was so shameful for me to to do that. My parents were beautiful parents, mm. and they were the most loving parents. Honestly, uh, you could not blame them for this thing. Mm. Uh, and and it was it was probably my fault looking back. But at the age of six, you just don't think of telling mm. your parents is going to make it all good. Wow! Know? Wow! And did that affect your spiritual walk? Like, was there a time when you were, uh, you know, went through a healing for yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. I had major crazy encounters um, when I was younger during that time, and it was very, very scary for me as a kid. Mm. And it would act, it actually affected my behavior at school. It affected me um, in a way where my parents couldn't understand because uh, they didn't know. Mm. So. Um, there was there was many things that happened from there that that set me up into a spiral, a downhill spiral of of addiction and anger, not mm. being able to get over that. Mm. Wow! Mm. And tell us a bit about your time back in Australia. You were homeschooled back in Australia. Yeah. How, how did that go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we were. I was homeschooled my whole life, and then we went to Australia, and my mum kept homeschooling me because I think we had maybe four more years of school to go. Yeah, five more. Um. So, uh, yeah, finished up in. In Oz, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I loved it. Yeah. I'd, I'd rate homeschooling. Yeah, awesome. Okay. I mean, it, it does get challenging having your mum constantly there every single day. Yeah, yeah. You know, get up early. You're with your mum. It's not a different teacher each yeah. season, so that was a challenge. But 
getting taught by my mum, and it was amazing. And tell us about what you did after school. Yeah, so um, after school, I started out as uh, an apprentice carpenter and uh, and a few different other apprenticeships, dabbling, just didn't know where I was going. Mm. And then um, it all worked out that I was able to start my own business at about 18. Mm-hmm. And then I started my own business at 18, and I'm 25 now, and it's gone absolutely amazing. So, mate, as a young fella, you got married quite young. Tell us a bit about how you met your wife. Yeah, I just turned 19, and we got married. And, um, man, if you're getting married that young, just definitely think twice about it If because there's a lot <laughs> of stuff you're learning at that age, yeah. and things are still changing, and you're... Uh, but we got married then, and our first year of marriage was actually extremely difficult because of obviously that that stuff that happened as a child, and then and then also there was a gang thing that I got involved with just before I got married. Wow! Um, so uh, there was a lot of anger and a lot of hurt that I was actually bearing down deep inside. I was a worship leader in my church. This is the thing. Um, there are many people that that are worship leading, but then they're struggling with these things. And I want to say it because it actually makes people realize that no one is perfect and Mm. people go through stuff. And um, through that whole season, I was still worship leading in the church, didn't want to tell my pastor. And yeah, there was a lot of healing that came straight after that. And you and your wife actually hit rock bottom at one stage yeah. and nearly ended up taking your own lives. Yeah. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so um, so just fresh into two years of marriage, um, my wife and I had, had been, you know, you argue as a couple sometimes and you have disagreements, but this was just next level. This is where we just didn't control our anger. We didn't control anything. And, and we were learning and we, we just lashed out and got upset. We fell to the ground because of the the burden of financial debt, burden of having a kid straight away when we got married and mm. on our honeymoon, actually, we mm. conceived. And um, so it's kind of like all this stuff happened. We didn't really realize what we we're in for. We did pastoral, uh, sorry, uh, marriage counseling before, mm-hmm. to, but it didn't really cover what we were going to mm. be up for. So uh, we, we fell to the ground at this moment and we... We said, I, I'm ready. To, I said, I'm ready to end my life. And she said, so am I. And we're about to, we're going to do it. And my little boy was in the room. Um, and just in that moment, we just started embracing each other. Mm. In that moment where we couldn't see any hope, we started embracing each other and we saw hope for a moment. And then things have just gotten better and better from there. It's mm. been a, It's been a challenge and it's been gradual step by step, but it's been great. And you've really been... Um had many doors open for you. Uh, you know, your mess has become your message, hasn't it? Yeah. Since you've yeah. been through that tough time, you've been able to be honest and sure. And I love the fact that you're so raw and uh, edgy about sharing your testimony because a lot of people would just go, no, I'm not talking about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But people need to hear the truth, don't they? Mm. Mm. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us yeah. and cleanse us from yeah. our unrighteousness. And uh, I believe there's power in, in sharing that. that. Um, and tell us a bit about your music uh, career. How did you yeah. first get into music? Yeah, so eight years ago, I released my first single, mm-hmm. and um, I was very, I, I sort of was involved with choirs and stuff as a kid. Okay, and, yeah. And um, in Papua New Guinea, that was where it was first introduced to me, the the genuine worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd remember sitting as a toddler, uh, very young, five, six years of age, sitting down in a, on a church floor, which was just dirt in Papua New Guinea, in the middle of nowhere, 
and just hearing the the choirs worshiping God and just realizing that you don't have to have anything to be happy in God. Yeah. Um, so that was the foundation of, of where I started my worship. And then I started adapting Western culture when we moved to Australia. And now I'm um, just putting those two together. We're seeing um, in our worship sets, wherever we're going, we're seeing people healed. Mm. Like this guy came in on his crutches, totally got healed. And, um, and I, I just believe that it comes from that intimate place of knowing that it's about God when Amen. you're worshiping. That's so good. Mm. And tell us a bit about how you write your songs. How do they come to you? Yeah, so sometimes they'll come in five minutes, and then sometimes they're a struggle. Mm. But it's usually when something has happened in my life or or has happened that has really challenged me, mm. and I've gone, what was the moment of change for that? Or, mm. you know, how do I get through this? Sometimes the song has gotten me through a season. So, Nathan, you've done a lot of ministry with Daz Chettle, Kiwi Evangelist. Tell us about how you guys got connected. So, we were doing uh, evangelism training, and Daz is a beautiful man. He just, he doesn't care, he doesn't care about what's wrong with me or what if, if I'm not perfect, he yeah, knows that, yeah. but he's like, he's just encouraging me as the younger generation and he's, he's bringing me up, but also many other young guys as yeah, well. Yep. So, um, so he says, Hey, come with me on a trip to uh, Perth for Jesus. And we head out there and, and we've got to, um, evangelizing training, evangelism training. We have evangelism training that yep. happens here. Yep. Um, and so we're we're speaking to a group of about thirty people. All of a sudden, uh, the, one of the ladies comes to us and says, "Hey, let's go to the pub." And so we're we're like, "Okay, to the pub we go." Honestly, thought we we're going to get bashed. <laughs> and so we head to the pub and uh, go in and talk to the pub director, and he says, "Yeah, absolutely, use the PA." We we asked about that, and and he shut the whole thing down. The, all the karaoke, he said, "Okay, these guys have something to say." So uh, Daz gets up, shares his testimony real quick, and uh, and then says, Nate, come up and sing Amazing Grace. So we have this amazing moment of this whole pub just being captivated by real Christians. Awesome. Like real on-fire people. Yep. 30 of us. Yep. And so uh, – and, and it was just so beautiful to see that the church was going outside of the walls into the places where Jesus would have been. Wow. And uh, and that was the most powerful part. A woman, a, a lady that was in the place, she came out and she just gave her life to God. She said, so I, good. "What do I have to do to receive salvation?" Mm. And tell us a bit about your heart for the nations. You've been traveling around uh, different nations, uh, leading yeah. worship. Uh, where, where have you been going to? Yeah, yeah. so went to New Zealand, mm-hmm. and um, I've gone all around Australia with yep. the Tent of Hope and oh, with the Tent of Hope. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's been amazing oh, with all the pre-awakenings leading up to oh, the right. Melbourne yeah. one. Yeah, fantastic. Um, mm. And, yeah, just just it's been amazing, bro. So good. Yeah. Now, I know that um, you've also got a passion to lead worship, and mm. you, you were a worship leader in your own church for a while, but now you're just itinerant, hey? Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to get that balance between serving mm. my church as well as going. I'm, I'm not one to believe that it's all about my ministry. Yep. It's, you've got to sow into your church and yeah. and um, and also have that backing. I've got my pastor backing me all the way. Yeah, good. And there was a process to go through to get there mm. uh, of months of not being sure whether he was supporting me, but he was 100% supporting the whole time. Mm. So it was beautiful. So good, mate. 
And uh, tell us a bit about your plans for the future. You're you're planning to release albums. You know, yeah. what, what, what's what's your dreams? Yeah. yeah. So actually, uh, the 12th of January coming up in about less than two weeks, mm-hmm. I think it is. My mm-hmm. new release, Shoreline, comes to the uh, the platform. Yep. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to. to so release is that an that. album? That is a single. That's a single. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, we might just say that again because th- this will go to air in a couple of months. So. Um, oh yeah, the yep, date. Yep. So let me ask again. So. Um, so you've released a bunch of singles over the years. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the songs that you've released. Yeah, okay. So one of the first ones that I released was an Anzac Day song. Okay, yeah. And the Anzac Day song, uh, I, it, I really struggled to get traction with it the first year. So three years later, I think it was two or three years later, I released it again, remixed it, and then uh, 4BC caught on to it and wow. they asked me to do a, an interview. Oh, so that cool. was amazing, man. Yeah, very cool. Um. And then, so that was the first song, and it's totally from an army, uh, a soldier's perspective mm-hmm. in the battlefield, okay. leaving his family, going off to war, and yep. then coming back home again. Wow. And uh, that song's called Coming Home. You can get that anywhere mm-hmm. on YouTube and iTunes. And then you've got Love Like Fire and Breathe. Yep. Uh, if you have a look on Spotify, you can see all of these new okay. these songs that came out. And then one of your other singles was Shoreline. Tell us about that song. Yeah, so the new the new song that's just come out is Shoreline. Uh, super excited about it. You can find it on iTunes, and and uh, it, it's totally orchestral. It, it, we just went a different approach with it than okay. a full band. So um, the sound that we went with it, uh, sorry, the sound that we went for with it is just totally what I was looking for. Okay. In it. And you also did a song that was featured on a movie that was released by yeah. Mac Linden, who's a, a film producer from Australia. Yeah. He released a movie called Rise was his first movie. Yes. What was the second movie he released? So the next movie is not out yet. Yep. It's coming soon. Yep. It is called Dunamis, The Future Is Now. Okay, yep. You can find the trailer on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now, the song is called Eye of the Storm, and it was written... Not only for the movie, but at the time there were there were heaps of fires going on in uh, in America. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So we we're all of those people who had had their houses burnt to the ground. It was really a motivational song for them to mm. get through that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's for the movie and also for that. But we're we're just waiting for the movie to come out. It's going to be amazing. So good. Now, if people want to find you, they can search Nathan Fawcett on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, they can see uh, h- how good is it to connect with fans on Facebook? Oh, it's been amazing. Mm. Facebook's such an amazing platform. Mm, mm. Um, I was thinking about it today, uh, just how many people I've met. I mean, I've met you. Yeah, through we connected Facebook. through Facebook. It's yeah. amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And what about, uh, so you're also on Spotify, YouTube. Are you on iTunes? Can people yes. Find, yep, iTunes. And what's your website if people want to find you on the on the web? I don't have one just yet. Okay, so no. you're setting up your own website. So Facebook's a good place to find you. Yep. Are you on Instagram? Yes. Yeah, Twitter? Yep. No. <laughs> no I'm going to catch up yeah. with it all. Pokemon Go? Yeah. No, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no it's not. I'm just joking. Yeah. That's good. All right, so, and it's Nathan Fawcett, F-A-W-C-E-T-T. People can find you on Facebook. Mate, thanks for joining us. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.